Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com. I am once again in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios, and I'm joined once again by Smokin' Tobacco's own Mitchell Santaga, also well, I'm sorry, also spoken to uh, in, bu- in beautiful British Columbia, in the Gurkha Cigar Studio. See, now, now I'm all rattled now. I'm all fucked up. Um, I hate that. It's okay, though. We'll, 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 we'll tread on. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so, uh, the two of us are here once again. After last week's show, we were with Joe Grow um, from Quality Importers. That was a great show. Now we're back. We have something exciting for all of you guys here. Probably, I, I think, Mitchell, you watch a lot more of the other shows out there than I do just because I'm so busy worrying about our own show um but i think this might be um the first show with our guest that they have done with their newest product since uh, its announcement at the trade show so i don't know i, don't I think, think so too i don't think he's been with anybody else so this is this is a fun night because we uh we're like ground zero for this um, and I think he just disconnected. I think maybe that might have been the issue because now all of a sudden me and you look like we're great. So I think maybe his connection was off. But we do have. Yeah, as, you're as, catching up. As soon as, uh, as, as, soon as he dials, dials back in, we do have with us Nick Perdomo of Perdomo Cigars tonight. And we will be smoking the 30th anniversary, which will be in stores soon. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure what happened with Nick. Uh, hold on. I think he texted me. He was he was mentioning that he was having some technical difficulties prior, and when he got in, everything was great. Yeah, but, he looked great. He was he was dynamite. Um, yeah, maybe try maybe just awesome connection there. Quitting the oh, it says now it's it auto. See, I hate when you spell a word correctly when you're texting somebody, and it auto corrects it to a different word because it mm-hmm. thinks like I think you wanted to say try quoting it. It's like no, try quitting the program. Ah. Hold on. I think this is him. There we go. It is back to lagging, like, pretty heavily, though. Yeah. Let me see. Is it lag? Mine's better now. Mine's pretty consistent with my movement here. You look clearer. You were grainy when we first came on, so I think we're a little bit better. Um, As long as I can hear you guys, it should be fine. We should be good. Nick, can you hear us okay? Absolutely, hear me? Yeah, we're good. I don't know what happened. Everything was crystal clear. And then I started the broadcast, and the intro ended. And then, all of a sudden, everything was all out of whack. And then we lost you. I don't know what happened. I apologize. But uh, it looks like we're all good now. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, we have Nick uh, Perdomo with us tonight. He is making his, is this, I think, your third appearance on our show? Um, So it's good to have you back. And we were just saying, I think this is I think this is your first show appearance since the announcement of 30th anniversary. So this is going to be a special night because we have it with us. We all have it. We're going to smoke it. We're going to talk about it. Um, very exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, but let's get down to business first. We have a couple of things we have to do. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to talk about what we're smoking, even though you guys know what we're smoking. But we couldn't make it happen without our friends at... Two guys cigars. That's right, Nick. I know this is a uh, this is a very good friend of yours. Shout out to David Garofalo, who couldn't make in the, the who, chat. 
who we couldn't who we couldn't be here without, right? So head over to the number two, that's right, the number two cigarguyscigars.com today. And while the 30th is not available yet for you, uh, it will be for certainly at the number two guyscigars.com when it does uh, inevitably go on sale. And you can find it there. But in the meantime, you can head over there and you can find the entire collection of Perdomo cigars right at your fingertips. And the great staff over there will get it boxed up and sent to you very quickly, especially now considering that UPS won't be going on strike. So. There shouldn't be a holdup in your deliveries, but um, which thank God for that, at least for the cigar business. Um, but again, that's at the number two, guyscigars.com. Check it out today. All right. So, Nick, I assume you're smoking the 30th with us. Which 30th are you smoking? Today I'm going to start off with, am, am I good there? Can you guys see that? Down a little bit. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. That's the, the new 30th Maduro. And... Um, we're going we're gonna to have this cigar out all through North America starting in November. And we're actually launching it right in your backyard at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Uh, Nicholas, my son, and I are flying up to uh, Boston. And we'll be at uh, Two Guys on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday uh, showcasing the new 30th anniversary. And that'll be the first store where it'll be launched. And uh, if I can tell you a couple things about it. Um, what we're going to do is, uh, yeah, absolutely. Arthur Kemper, our VP, yeah, Arthur Kemper, our VP, I'm a huge fan of ST DuPont and, um, they were kind enough to make 30 numbered Perdomo 30th lighters. And this is the Ooh. line two. You can hear that click, which is really nice. The double flame and each one will be numbered one from 30 all the way through 30 of 30. And uh, we're excited about it. the launch is going to be phenomenal, and, and um, it's crazy. We only we have seventy five cigar stores in the whole country that are going to carry it, and on the first release, we've sold out the whole run, and we did it in forty eight hours. And I always say sometimes quality uh, always brings quantity, and it's not how much you got, but how how good you got. And uh, we got some phenomenal retailers around the United States, and we're proud to start off and kick it off at my friend David's store, Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's a hell of a store. Hell of a store to, to launch Perdomo product. I mean, it's a big Perdomo store. I don't have to tell you that. You know. But for those listening, uh, I mean, Two Guys Smoke Shop is is uh, it's great. First of all, Dave runs a great ship over there. Three stores and an online store, number2guyscigars.com. Can't say it enough. Um, but no, but seriously, I you know it, it's a special it's a special shop and store for me as I know it is for you. Um, both of us are friends of Dave's, um, and I know we both had our yours longer than mine histories with Dave. And you know I I appreciate Dave so much because he's given so much to me, and um, he's part of the reason why I'm even here doing this. So um, great shop to launch in. You know they big Perdomo store. They sell a lot of Perdomo there. Um, and it's, you know, right in my backyard, so that's exciting. So I get to come up and see you guys at the store, which is awesome. Um, so, I, yeah, I can't say enough about that. I and mean, I think, Mitchell, you said Dave's watching, so it, it's good to see Dave here with us tonight. I, I saw his name pop into the comments real quick there. I didn't, I don't know if he uh, is sticking around or just wanted to, to say hello. But, uh, yeah, I, don't, I didn't see him type anything, but I did see that he was watching. Well, if Nick Perdomo's on the show, I, something tells me Dave will stick around for a while. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's exciting. I'm going to smoke the 30th anniversary Connecticut. 
Um, I love Nick's Sungrowns. You know, I've said it so many times. All of the Sungrown blends are some of my favorite cigars. Uh, but I decided to switch up and go Connecticut tonight. I'm going to go Connecticut and see how it goes. But Mitchell, I think you, uh, I think you got the Sungrown, don't you? There it is. Yep. Look at that. That's beautiful. Let's see if we can get a nice close up on there. See if we can get it to look focus. At the beautiful detail. Yeah. Look at that. Now, Nick. Matt, this is this is the first time we've we've even brought this out in any show. You're the first show. I even have the first three boxes that we've manufactured, so I'll be able to show you that. Oh, nice. Tonight, too, for, for the audience, too, thank to you. see see the packaging and everything, of course. Yeah, and Nick, and, th and thank you. And thank you for allowing us to be the first here. Um, you know, obviously, I saw you a few weeks ago in Vegas at the trade shows. I was at the book. We did our interview. A lot of you guys probably started. If you haven't, head over to our YouTube channel or go to smokingtobacco.com, and you can find the links to find it all there, as well as our, our booth wow. coverage page for Perdomo is out already. You can find it under our PCA trade show tab, PCA 2023. Um and you can see all the photos. You can get all the information on the cigar as well as the link to my interview with Nick at the trade show. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. You know, I, 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 we did get to see you, but it's great to have you here. We can actually sit down, have a longer conversation, um, talk about the cigar. A couple of things about this. You know, I caught, we caught up with you with the trade show in 22, and I know that 20, 22 was actually the 30 years. Um, but the cigars weren't ready, and I know you guys were hold up on packaging, which wasn't really much of a surprise considering everything kind of between 20 and 22 with the pandemic and everything that was going on, a lot of delays in manufacturing in all industries and whatnot, but I know that was kind of holding you guys up. But one thing you did say was, you know, that at that point, the cigars had already been rolled, so these cigars, if anything, got a little extra age on them, which, you know, I guess never hurts, right? <laughs> by, the, by the time they... They launch in November. The cigars will be made over two and a half years ago. Wow! Because we were we we wanted to release it last year, but our partners in Holland got so behind on the package, and we had to wait. So um, we're excited about them. I'm, you know, the look. I'm. I could be prejudiced. I think it's quite possibly the best cigar we've ever made, and that's saying a lot. Because our guys do a great job. We've been making cigars for over thirty years, so. Um, it's a lot to say. I, I worked on this right after the 20th. I'm already working on the 40th. I hope I'm going to be around that long. But, um, you know, you got you to stay ahead of the game. And what I'm proud of is all the fillers, binders, and wrappers have it all certified from these tobaccos. They're 15 years old. Some are even older. They're from our 2007-2008 crop. And, and the secret, not only to have a great crop, Matt, it's also to be able to store the, the tobacco correctly so it doesn't biochemically continue fermenting because I ferment the tobacco right to where it needs to be at, which is 100%. What happens, you start burning the tobacco if you keep holding it. So it's very, it's, it's got to be really well maintained and with humidity and, and oxygen. And, and our guys do a great job there. And we have the facilities to be able to hold tobacco that long and be able to do things right. So this was a, a bumper crop, seven and eight. Now it was a bumper crop. But we kept that tobacco just in pristine condition. And um, I think when you guys smoke it, you'll be able to taste the smoothness, the richness, the complexity of the cigar. But you also taste the age of the cigar. No different than a, a real fine bourbon or a 25-year-old single malt scotch. It's preserved right. I think what we did is we did we preserved this tobacco to its peak of flavor after all these times. And uh, I'm really happy with it. And I'm really happy with what Arthur Kemper 
and my son and, and all the guys in Miami and, and Nicaragua did a great job on the packaging. I actually didn't see the packaging till dinner the night before the show, I swear to you. And um, I've never done that in my life, but you have to trust your people. And I'm blessed that I really have great people. And also for the guys in Miami to keep it a secret from me for so long, um, I got to tip my hat for them. And I think they just did a wonderful job. Well, you know, I mean, how old are you now, Nick? If you mind sharing. I'm 58. You're 58? 58. Man, that's not that old anymore. You know what I mean? You got plenty of time. You'll be around oh, yeah. for the 40th. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going. I'm, I don't plan to go anywhere. You know, 58 going on 40 over here. Look at him. I know. Great. He looks great. Uh, you're, too, you're too kind. The guy in the middle there, I got underwear older than you, so I appreciate that. I don't hear you. But you know what's great about, what's great about my job is seeing all the guys and seeing the names popping up, like, you know, Chuck Shaw and Joe Marini. These are all old friends of mine. And one of the great things about being in the cigar industry, a lot of people know, and I, I love people, but to be able to see customers that you've had so long that you, you consider friends and they get on and listen and they're supportive of your brands. I mean, uh, what a job I have. Right. And then I love what I'm doing. So I, I'm really not going anywhere for the time, the time being, you know, and uh, I feel blessed that I'm in this industry and you guys know it. It's, the cigar industry is like no other, especially if you if, if you really love it and you got it in your blood. And I, I certainly do. And so do all my guys and my son. So I'm happy. Hey, you know, Nick, we talked earlier today about, you know, I won't get into it. But one thing you did say that was kind of interesting was, you know, hey, you know, God, God does things, you know, with a purpose. And, you know, it's funny, you know, everyone always ask, I was asking me about my last name. And uh, I still to this day have to. Yes, that's. It's the name that's on my birth certificate. I didn't change it. I, you know, it's this, this is, you know, my name. And, and here I am. You know, here I am just loving the cigar business. My last name's Tobacco. So, I mean, you know, it, it, was, it was a gift from God. It was a sign. I had to do this. It's a, it's a very good name. It's a very good name. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm very lucky. And now, obviously, you know, my wife has that last name. And um, I told her when, she got, when we got married, I'm like, you know, with you know, great power comes great responsibility, you know. Uh, you know, having that last name, you know, you're gonna get a lot of getting a lot of questions, a lot of raised eyebrows. That's right. Yep. That's right. Um, but anyway, I, one of the things I was gonna say is I was smoking on the cigar while you were talking, Nick. Is I was picking up on the nose, this very strong but really nice, like really rich Madagascar vanilla bean on the nose, and it's really delightful. I have to say, it is. It's I've never really like had a note like that just hit me especially like on the nose but man i don't know what it was it just kind of came in and i was like wow that is rich and that is nice and it's soft and i think it does speak to the smoothest that you were talking about before i mean it was just such a really nice little like a light soft sweet subtly floral note but it really came through like vanilla like real fresh vanilla bean it was just oh beautiful really beautiful and that's what we wanted on on that Connecticut Shade Wrap blend that you're smoking there. Matter of fact, that's the next one I'm going to smoke if I can get to hang out with you guys a little bit. And uh, I wanted really the nuances for each wrapper to have their differences. So if someone enjoyed the Connecticut and they wanted something a little bit different, they could smoke the Sun Grown. They wanted something a little bit different in the evening, um, you know, with, with a good bourbon or a good scotch or a nice dessert or even with a nice rich coffee. They could have the Maduro and, um, you know, it, 
all the retailers that got to smoke it uh, have really have really enjoyed it. We had some friends over last night, my friend Jeff and, and Nancy Ryder from Pittsburgh. They came over. We had dinner last night, and they loved cigars, and uh, they were smoking them, and they were they were also talking about. They could see how special the cigar was, and I think that's what what Arthur really proclaimed on that cigar is how special it was. And I think the smokers are going to be able to taste it. Very rare to find a cigar that's got 15-year-old tobacco fillers, binders, wrappers, and the cigar that was made by the time you release it, you know, almost 31 months it was it was made. It was sitting in our aging rooms, and people have been in our facilities know that we're really stringent on temperature, oxygen, humidity control there. So the cigars stay really pristine. And, uh, you know, it, we really want to, we really want to knock the socks off on every cigar we make for, for, for our consumers around the world. And this, this one we really believe is going to do it. And the feedback that we've gotten for this small amount of people smoke that we've given out, I'm not kidding you, probably about 120 cigars. I would have gave you guys more cigars. I know the owner of the company, I have, you know, 21 of them. So I don't even have a (laughs) box of them. So I have three of the original boxes because I always keep the first three boxes. And a lot of times we'll wrap them off for for different charities and so on to to bring some money, especially to children's charities that I'm near near and dear to Janine and and my heart. And um, so that's what we're doing. We're really excited about it. And I got the boxes and when you're ready, I'll, I'll be glad to, to show the consumers and all the all the uh, people out there that are that are uh, that are out there listening. Yeah, absolutely, you know? yeah. Whenever you yeah. want to grab them, Nick, go ahead. Yeah, let's 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 get into yeah, it. Yeah, and, 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 and if anybody has any any questions, I know people are giving questions. I have to put my glasses on because I can't really see that well because I'm 58. But uh, I'll, I'll show you I'll show you some of the boxes. But if you have any questions, I'd love to hear. Them. I actually I'd love to answer them. So I actually yeah, do have ahead. a I actually do have a question, and it's it's from Barry Stein. And Barry actually right. wants to know how much input did uh, Nicholas have, Nick Perdomo the third, uh, have with this blend? He had quite a bit of input with it. Um, we had talked about it. This is a brand that we've been working on for almost six years, believe it or not. I don't know how people come out with these brands all the time every month. It takes us two or three years. This brand took us quite a bit longer because it was an anniversary no different than we came out with our 20th or our 10th prior to that. So uh, Barry, his input was quite a bit. Um, even, you know, being my son, I take a lot of his input because he's a, and you know, him, he's, he's just a really sharp young man. He is. And um, yeah, he just wants it Except to be so father. perfect, no different than Arthur does. And uh, thank you. But, you know, my son had it the toughest. I was the hardest with him. I didn't want anybody to say he's Nick's son. I wanted him to blaze his own trail, whether he wanted to be a police officer or whether he wanted to be a fireman or whatever he wanted to be. I'd be proud of him because I raised a good young man, my wife and I. And um, he, he, he was, he's influential in all this stuff because he's really kind of a cigar freak, and I'm good with that. And, um, you know, I see, I see that my good friend Les Mann is out there from SD DuPont. Yes, and he I is. just wanted to show you guys the new 30th, SD DuPont Line 2 uh, lighter. We'll be showcasing the first one at Two Guys Smoke Shop in November. And um, it's a beautiful lighter. They'll all be numbered. And Arthur Kemper did a phenomenal job working together with Les and being able to make 30 of these lighters. And that's all we made. So without further ado, this is the Connecticut. If you look here, it's got like almost a blondish um, 
reddish color. It's a tint that, that we made. All the hinges, if you look in the back, they actually have our names uh, engraved in them, Perdomo. And wow. when you open up the box, it's a box of 30 cigars. And it has a shelf talker, of course, you flip down. But it doesn't have any information. It just shows the print and the artwork of the cigars. And I don't know if I'm getting it pretty good or I'm not getting it pretty good. But no, you're good. You look kind at of the square intricacies. Right on it. Yeah, with the, uh, with the gold and everything, it looks great. And the band, if you see, has more of a, a, a yellow, a yellow, gold, and red motif on the on the actual cigar band so that's the connecticut and then we'll go to the maduro next and the maduro is different the maduro will have a black box with a royal blue it's almost um arthur actually had these paints um mixed in so it's a unique color it's a one-off that he did and um he does just a wonderful job when it comes to packaging and if you look it's got that absolutely royal beautiful. blue and when you look at the bands, the bands have that uh, that blue. Sorry, I'm there. We go. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> so it's got the, a blue, and that's the Maduro. Um, all these wrappers are hand selected. Um, every of them are color sorted per box. Every cigar is draw tested, um, like all our brands. And it's just the best of the best. And the Sun Grown here has more of a a, a burgundy red bleed and then you can see the band is a really rich what we call guards almost like a guards red that you would see on a, a ferrari or a 911 gt3 um and then same thing if you look it's got that if you look at the the fly leaf it it'll tell you and each box is boxed in 30s for our 30th anniversary and um this is a product that like i believe all our products are but this is a box worthy purchase this is some, but this is something for a cigar that that has everything in it. Uh, Charlie asked what the badges are. Those were those are all the awards that were won in Cuba for cigars. And believe it or not, my family were part of six of these badges. Wow! So um, that's a great that's a great question. And those are all the awards that were won in tobacco's divisions in in Cuba. And, uh, and we wanted to do that because that celebrated what my family has done. And in Spanish, it'll say 30 años, which means 30 years in Spanish, but also in, in English, it'll have it on the boxes. And every box will still be handwritten by who rolled the cigar, who the sword team was, who draw tested, who, who, um, you know, who selected the tobaccos and everything. So we keep itemized every single step on every cigar that we make. So the consumers are are satisfied with the brand and that's what we want you know absolutely i mean so, you guys you guys have done, oh, sorry i was just going to say you guys do some of the best job in the business i mean not just with the cigars you make but everything else just the way you guys handle inventory and the way you ship products and you package things and i have been down to the i haven't been down to nicaragua but i've been down to your office in miami and uh, i've been to the warehouse and i i see the way you guys have done things and I have to say, I mean, it is. It's top-notch. I mean, there's a lot of companies in this industry, and there's a lot of good companies out there. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of good companies. I've seen other production facilities. I've been to factories in the Dominican, and I've seen things. And, and there's a lot of good people. But you guys just, you make it look so easy. Whenever I see Perdomo, it's, it, it looks so easy. And I know it's not, but it's just, 
it was just everything you guys do just seems so flawless. It's like, do you ever make a mistake? That's that's what I always wonder. It's like, do you ever fail? Because <laughs> you guys always just look like everything's just on point every time. Never miss a beat. And I think that's probably the best the best thing about you guys. Well, the people have been to our facilities, and we've had many of them. Many who even listened today on the show. Um, we're just very we're sticklers. We have a mantra in the factory that says. Um, Perfection is the goal. Excellence is merely tolerated. And if you have that mindset and have the mindset to please all your consumers, your team has a builds a culture and that culture is one to satisfy. And when you satisfy your consumers and you feel rewarded by that satis that satisfaction, that kind of separates you from, from others. And I always, you know, Think about what my dad said. It takes 10 years to get a customer. It takes three seconds to lose one. And my mother used to always say and still says to this day, Nikki, do things right or don't do them at all. And our whole team follows that way. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of that. And I'm, I'm proud of, you know, what a team we do have. You know, people know it. We've had workers that have been with us for two decades, just on average. So, we're we're building we're building a new we have a new training center we're bringing generational people up we have children who who's who work for us that their parents worked for us and retired we have grandchildren now in training facilities that are working for us in Esteli. and what you're doing is you're continually building a culture and you're building an excellence that our consumers and our retailers deserve all around the world and i'm proud of that i'm picky when i buy things so i think people should be picky when they buy things and we have different blends and so on, and we have something that we offer that will satisfy the consumer who wants the, the very best at whatever particular flavor characteristic he likes, because I make cigars for what you like, not necessarily for what I like, because every consumer has a different flavor characteristics. That's why we have different wrappers and different portfolios of the different brands that we have. And that's really for satisfaction. And in my stage of career, that's what it's all about, really. It always has been, but even more so today. Now, Nick, we had now, a couple. We talking, had, oh, go ahead, Mitchell. I'll let you go ahead. Kind of talking about you were mentioning, you know, different wrappers for different people, different blends. Um, obviously, you have Connecticut Sun Grown Maduro. Uh, are are each blends their own unique blends for each wrapper, or do you guys kind of take the mantra of once you have a beautiful filler and binder um just putting three different wrappers on will express three different things that you already want to express and um for the sun grown and maduro um what wrappers are you guys throwing those on um for for those guys are they both the same for sun grown maduro just different primings or uh, are they like totally different totally different wrappers mitchell the, the answer to your question is yes and yes so for example if you take the 10th anniversary um, the, the new Sun Grown in Maduro, because it used to be called Noir and Maduro, we changed that blend. So if you, if you smoke the Blue Band 10th of one cigar of the year last year, that's Love a different that blend of champagne. Thank you. And the Sun Grown is different. We re-blend those cigars. But for example, 20th and Habano and Lot 23, they're the exact same blend with three different wrappers. And the reason is if you're looking for something a little more creamier, a little almond vanilla, you can do it with the Connecticut because we also ferment that tobacco to its peak of flavor. Those tobaccos have six, seven years on them in most cases and been sitting in bourbon barrels 
for an extra 10 to 12 months on the sun grown 12 to 14 months and on the Maduro's 14 months and up because of the thickness of the wrapper. On the 30th, to answer your question, the blends are identical, but the wrappers impart quite a bit of different flavors. It changes the nuances, even though the filler blends are, are, are pretty or are similar. But what we do is we have one variety of seed on the sun grown and on the Maduro. It's a farm that we have, it's real exclusive us that we have in the northern part of Nicaragua. It's a, a different variety that we have of, of seed that, that we grow on for our Maduro wrapper. So it's a different seed. It's also gonna impart a different flavor. It's a higher priming naturally, which means it's higher on the plant. It's got a lot more starch and a lot more sugar. And very few people use Habano seed wrappers grown in Nicaragua because they take a heck of a long time to ferment. I see a lot of people saying Nicaragua, 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 and the wrappers are from Mexico or they're from other countries. Very few people use Nicaraguan wrappers because they're costly and they're, they're, they're time consuming. But I will tell you, the taste is worth the extra effort. And if you do things right, quality will always bring quantity. And if you have to wait extra time to have the tobacco at its peak of flavor, you should do it because the consumer is going to win. The retailer is going to win and you're going to build consistency and you're going to build you're going to build an army of, of consumers that are going to support you because they're going to be satisfied and they're going to be confident in the cigar that you manufacture. And uh, one of the greatest things that we have, Matt, when you were at the show is we'll write big orders. And a lot of times we'll go, Matt, would you like to try the cigar that you bought? Guys will buy 50 or hundred boxes of cigars and have never tried them. And they go, no, we trust you. But yeah, let me take one. I'll smoke it tonight on a clean palate after dinner. If that doesn't, make the hair on your arm stand nothing will and that just shows what what quality that we have and and what dedication our workers have and following that mantra of perfection is 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 really the goal but only god is perfect but excellence is just tolerated and if you keep that pendulum that way you can sleep good at night and you can keep your consumers happy and your retailers happy and wanting to sell the product you know mr jonathan was one of the ones i always talk about every show who gave me the, the greatest compliment. He said, I can, I can always bring everybody to the Perdomo section. I know every cigar burns perfectly. Every cigar draws. Whether you like that blend or you like a different blend, it's always rock solid. And I think that's what our whole team works for, Matt, and, and, and Mitchell, for that matter. Absolutely. You know, talking about construction, I'm, I'm probably, I've ashed it once, and absolutely amazing tight burn line here. Draws perfect. Um, you know, flavor-wise, you're getting all those classic Habano sungrowns. You're getting a bit of that spice. You're getting that rich wood. You're getting a nice bit of sweetness on the retro. Um, and and I think that 15-year age, it's bringing this depth of kind of like, I don't want to necessarily say mustiness, but almost like this, like you said, kind of like a nice aged wine or, you know, it, it brings on that depth that you just don't necessarily get with, with younger things younger tobacco and um it's it's absolutely delicious you know very smooth retros easily clean on the palate nice finish it's uh i'd say it's like a medium to medium short linger on the finish so it's it's a wonderful cigar so far well i'm glad you enjoyed you tasting that sweetness from that tobacco from Jalapa, and that taste you taste sometimes if you, if you when you keep smoking you actually taste wood and a lot of that comes from those those tobaccos sitting in cedar for so long you'll actually taste that yep and it's not oh, an yeah, aromatic cedar, it's a Spanish cedar, and you'll, you'll taste that wood. And that's, that's really tasty when you're smoking a cigar because it goes together with 
with sweetness, with dark flavors like coffee and mocha and, and vanillas and different types of flavor. And, and that's what you're tasting. And you hit it right on the head. It's like when you taste a really good aged wine, you can almost taste a barrel in some cases. And that's 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 a nice taste, you know. Yeah. Nick, we had two questions I, I wanted to bring up. First one was um, from Frank Speranza. Will any 30th be made in the Corona Grande size? That's my good friend, Frank Speranza. Frank, unfortunately, we won't because the way I wanted those tobaccos to taste in the blend and our guys in our tasting panel also agreed with it. We needed to come out with something between 52 and 54. We decided to pick 54. So basically the lineup will be Robusto five by 54. We'll have an Epicure size, which will be a six by 54. We'll have a Churchill at seven by 54. We'll have a beautiful, elegant torpedo that's gonna knock your socks off at seven by 54. And then we're gonna have a Gordo, which is gonna be a six by 60. And believe it or not, these cigars with 15 year old tobacco, with all the quality steps that we do with the packaging and everything, the cigars will retail in America between 12 and $14. I don't think there's anything Whoa. like it in the market today. And uh, we really shaved that pencil and uh, we really wanted our consumers to be able to get to enjoy and buy a box of these and, and really, really savor the cigars and see what the passion of not only Arthur and, and our team in Miami and my son and Nelson and everybody else did, but also the passion of our workforce, whether it be in the sorting and selecting facilities, whether it be in curing and fermentation, aging, all the way to our rollers, down to the to the beautiful boxes where everything is completely done by hand. Even the the borders, what we call filete, is all done by hand. And believe it or not, all of it's glued with Elmer's glue. You guys are too young to remember that, but I but remember Elmer's glue. When, you remember, remember? Did Elmer's you eat glue. it when you were a kid? Because did you ever eat it, Matt? I never ate it, but I, I remember it. <laughs> oh, See, the older the older guys know what I'm talking about. You had to taste a little bit of Elmer's glue. It's kind of like Play-Doh. You didn't put a little bit out of your mouth. You couldn't trust the guy back in those days. But you're younger, so. I love, so I I love letting yeah. it dry on my fingers and then peeling it off. I used to do that, too. That's good. That's good. So, you know, we got all, we got all these old secrets. But we still use uh, 3M bought the company, but we still use Elmer's glue. But... Every, all the detail, when people come down to the factory and see all the detail just to make, make that box, and then sometimes you go to a cigar store and they rip the box lids off, you can only imagine I want to get out of my mind sometimes. But, um, you know, it, it's just, it's really refined. I saw one question here from Erica. What's the difference between the 30th and the 20th? Uh, two different animals. The 20th is phenomenal, but you're talking about a Macallan 25. This is kind of our Macallan 55. Uh, both outstanding, but this is really the best of what we've done. If you look at brands like uh, uh, 12 year double age vintage, I saw my friend, Mr. Sanders talk about it. Um, you know, incredible cigar. This one, we kind of just went to the, to the stars with this one as best as we can. We're always trying to touch them. This one here, we think we, we, we hit it out of the ballpark. And, you know, with just having our tasting team just absolutely love the cigar which is another brand we came in concession to um the flavor characteristics we work so hard on just just making this brand just so rock solid for the consumer we do it with every brand but this one here celebrated something i never thought in my life i would be able to do which would be in this being in this beautiful industry 
till uh, you know for, for three decades and um, you know and the reason we're bringing it out in November is honestly because of, of the bands so I think the consumers are going to get a lot out of it they would have got a lot out of it last year they're going to get even more out of it this year and uh, I think we hit it on price point size quality taste flavor characteristics and everything so uh, that's what I'm most happy about Nick you know I know that like you said this uh, the tobacco's in this in the 30th line for all you know all three of them um you know 15 years of age which is a lot of time um what is for the consumers and everyone else listening who maybe doesn't know just as a comparison you might have mentioned this before but just as a refresher what is usually the length of age on the tobaccos that you've used on some of your other products you know to kind of show that that contrast between these two so we're well known to, to be the curing, fermenting, and aging zealots of, of, of cigar tobacco. I've had, I had a customer tell me that he'd been to every factory um, all over the world from the Dominican Republic through Cuba and just never saw long fermentation periods like we do. We just, our tobacco is a lot like barbecue in the South, low and slow. And if you do that, you know, if you take a piece of barbecue, you shake it and it, the, the meat just crumbles. And I remember my mom's pot roast and we, we we ferment tobacco that way. When you come into our fermentation facilities, everybody always says, boy, I come in and the ammonia and I'm pouring in sweat. Yet they come into our fermentation rooms, all they smell are the beautiful nitrates and the honeys and the sugars dissipating from the tobaccos through the fermentation. And it's only 78 degrees. And um, so so what happens is, the only thing that gets warm and by natural causes biochemically is the tobacco. We're not feeding it heat and uh, we're letting these tobaccos marinate, cure, ferment and age in the times that they need. And on average, most of our brands, which is really kind of unprecedented, a lot of, a lot of our brands are, are aged for 60, 70 and 80 months on average, depending on the textures of the tobacco. And then they go through another fermentation in, in bourbon barrels. And the reason we do that, and I've said it before, but it's not to um, infuse bourbon as much as we all like bourbon. It, we don't want to infuse our cigars. What we're using is we're using the alcohol in the bourbon barrels that are, un, that are unvarnished so the tobacco can breathe. They're charred on the inside. What we're doing is we're trying to clean that tobacco and filter it to take any of the rough edges off. We're trying to caramelize those tobaccos and bring them into darker hues. If you look, for example, at our Connecticut's, they're not yolk yellow. They almost look like a, a honey butterscotch color. But it's because a lot of these tobaccos are six years old. This one's 15 years old. If you look, it's almost like a, almost like a brown. And that's because of fermentation. So what do those tobaccos get at the end through all the fermentation and bourbon barrel aging? They really hit their peak of flavor. And that's exactly what they want. It's almost like taking a great piece of meat you cook it to the exact temperature that the consumer wants it, and then you let it rest so it cooks there. So when it gets to the table and he's going to cut that meat, it's absolutely perfect. And that's exactly what we want the cigar to be when that consumer opens that box of cigars and buys it. it it's it's got to be delicious. It's got to be appetizing. And that's what we try to do with each and every cigar we make, regardless of price. Now, um, one of the things I was going to ask you, um, I'll ask you this because it's on screen. Uh, JJ asks, is it comparable to the ESV? Which I know the ESV, um, we we saw on the market again a few years ago, and it, now I don't I don't think you guys 
I think that was a, was that a, a one run that you guys did a few years ago when we started again? Yeah, we we yeah we sold out all the tobacco in that vintage year, which we knew we would, and we told people it would take about three to four years to get that. The reason we've held off on this and took so so few retailers was so we could continue having this down the line. We would like to have this cigar out like we did with the 20th, where we would have it into the next succession, the 40th. So as far as compatibility to the ESV, both cigars are elegant, outstanding cigars. This one is a, is a touch better, in my personal opinion, because of the tobaccos of this particular crop year that we had. And this particular crop year was very unique because we had so much inventory from previous crop years. We didn't use this crop year in anything. So we have a good amount of well-aged tobacco from the 2007-2008 crop year. So for example, on ESV, we had we had great crop years on the three evolutions that we made, but we did use secos on different brands that were aged in, in different cigars. We used some visas and different blends of different cigars, and we used some lijeros, which I'm talking about mild, medium, and strong tobaccos. So we picked through some of that tobaccos to make recipes or dosages from different tobacco. On this one, we did the same thing that we did with 20th. We decided this is the baby here. We're not going to touch it. And it's hard because you're tempted because you see these tobaccos and you open up the bulks and you smell them. And the, it's intoxicating when you smell the smells of these. But you have to be patient in this business because what you want to do is you not only want to please your customer, you want to have a rock solid blend. Nothing's more frustrating I would assume for the consumer to smoke a cigar and says, boy, I love this. And then he smokes another cigar and he says, boy, it doesn't taste the same. One of the things we're proud of is not just with our construction, but people that say, you know, I've been smoking champagne for 22 years. It is rock solid, identical. Every single time I smoke that cigar, I can close my eyes and I know what that cigar is. And to us, that's a great compliment. That means our people are doing the right job and they're following the right dosages or recipe or blend as you call it and that's the way we want to keep it so i've always got my mind in spanish and english that's i'm using recipe and dosages and blend at the same time but it's got to be consistent and we're so anal about it that we just don't use tobaccos from regions we use them from the lot numbers that they're on so that way we can we can have consistency in the blends you know what i mean and um even like my son wants to come up with something with Cameron wrapper. We were always the biggest on Cameron. Unfortunately, Rick Marifel, my dear friend passed away, but we're getting back into it. But you know, he's test smoking cigars, bringing fifties, looking at colors, looking at textures, looking at flavor characteristics, and then amplifying them and see what they're going to be if we come up with something in, in the, in the coming years. So with these particular cigars, so these are the things that our team does that kind of separates us because it's not about making a big buck. It's about making the buck the right way and satisfying and pleasing everybody that's out there listening to us today. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned because Nicholas actually is here now. He just commented he's, he's with us watching the show. So um, oh, good. good to have him here. Um, Nicholas, thanks for being here. Great to see you or see of you. I should say in the comment section, uh, Nick. One of the things I was going to ask you. So, kind of back on the, on the vintage on these tobaccos, right? Fifteen years. Um, we've seen 
I don't want to say like a a bunch of. I don't think that's the right way to describe. But we've we've seen, at least in my opinion, I think in Mitchell's opinion, it may be yours, but across the industry and the market, we've seen over the last several years a little bit more of these, you know, more vintage cigars with more aged tobaccos, and you know, we like we've seen it with you know Nelson Alfonso, um, you know, I think El Septimo, you know, he he's. He claims that he's got some 10, 15-year-age cigars and tobaccos. The Mirafels. Um, to go 50, do you consider this cigar to be kind of that that way to get into that ultra-premium, ultra-vintage kind of section of the market as well? We're working with these really special tobaccos that have a lot of age to them that are so refined and smooth. But at the same time, unlike all of those names, you're still keeping your price... 12 to 14 dollars whereas a lot of those cigars even with davidoff davidoff does things like that as well you know those brands you're seeing cigars go from anywhere 25 to 60 dollars and you've been able to to come out with a cigar that has similar age to it and similar refinements and almost perfection but keep it it's still what i consider an affordable rate for the average consumer um that's got to be that's uh, to me that's a huge win you can (laughs) kind of be on that same, you know, when you look at the stats side by side and be way more affordable, um, but still have that great tobacco and that great experience for the consumer, that's got to be a huge win for you. Well, definitely as we've been growing tobacco for 25 years also. So um, some of these other brands I'm not familiar with, to be quite honest with, and I got respect for everybody, but right. um, look, quality over quality is always going to bring quantity um small margins my dad always said always make sure you're in business and one of the greatest compliments i got was at the trade show was from david garofalo he said you know i, I go around and i'm seeing brands i've never heard of and the cigars are 16 18 19 dollars i see this cigar i smoke it i know what this is about and how's this cigar 12 to 14 dollars you know what i mean it's i plan I, on being this business I, for a hell of a lot more than another 30 years too. So um, I'm resolute about it. I've seen brands that say, you know, I got 15 year old tobacco when I started in the industry and I still see the bands on their 15 year. I'm thinking to myself, when do these tobaccos ever end? You know, a lot of people get mad at me and say, why don't you make the SV 91? And I always say, well, I ran out of that tobacco to be quite honest with you. So we normally retire brands because if we do have vintage crops that we, we mark, there's an infinite life on these particular cigars. So I, I'm not going to have a cigar that I'm saying is a vintage year or it's this for this particular year that I'm going to have for 25 or 30 years. It's impossible to, to do that unless it's just a production run of great tobacco from lot numbers or fields that you're using and you're making a blend that you really fight for its consistency. Um, I just don't know why cigars cost you know $30 and $40 and $50. God bless these guys that they can get it and they can, but I think you can buy a, a wonderful cigar for Twelve to fourteen dollars. That if you put a blindfold on and don't look at the band, I think you'll you might like it even a lot better. I think this is kind of funny, I, Nick. I know at Perdomo Cigars. I mean, you are the boss, but it, it looks like you might be uh, getting a little little bit back from from uh, from Nicholas here. Dad shh, first heard on the Smoking Tobacco Show. Another special project from Perdomo coming soon. It looks like maybe you teased something that he didn't want you to tease. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's his baby. I really don't know about much about it, to be honest with you. I know about the wrappers and the binders that he wants to do, which is 
something I personally love. Um, it's flavor characteristics, and I think it'll work really great with some of our, our tobaccos in the Halap and Esli and Kundaga regions. Um, we might come up with something from, from an island that we have called Ometepe that we've been holding on for quite a while that we might use. But I got to start giving strength to, to, to a lot of our guys to be able to come up with, with things too. And, um, you know, I got to like it. But um, I'm proud of, of, of the next generation. I'm proud of guys like Arthur and Nelson and Ralph and all the guys I have in Miami. I got a great, a great sales team that does a, a good job. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the greatest things is, is when I look right now, I just put my glass. I just saw a question pop up, uh, Connor Smith. I handed out Lot 23s at the wedding in honor of my father. It's, it was his favorite smoke. Those are the things that mean mean everything to us i was doing an event just recently and the guy said let me show you something it was the box of the original perdomo reserve champagne and he said let me introduce you to my son and i hey nice to meet you i said what a blessing you can smoke cigars with your dad i never smoked a bad cigar with my dad and one of the greatest enjoyments i have is when my son comes over and we smoke a cigar together and he said well today i'm buying four boxes of cigars for a wedding and it's for my son who now is getting married that shows you the consistency of the product. And that's when you look at yourself and you go, you know, all those hours we work where we fall asleep at our desk and we do this in Nicaragua. This is what it's all, this is what it's all about. This is what makes it all worth it. Right. For, for consumers to, to say something. I mean, for, to me, for Connor to buy cigars in honor of his dad, I mean, that's all I can say. I mean, it, it just blows you away. And I'm no bullshit. I think you know that. I just, right. I call it like I see it. I'm certainly not an actor. That's for sure. It just it really comes from here. And, and those are the things that they really make things special. And, um, you know, um, it's nice when you hear your consumers all around telling you that. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. And I'm, and I know our, our whole team at Perdomo is very proud of that also. Yeah, yeah. Greg Sanders, I'm blessed that I can smoke anything I want. I choose Perdomo hands down over anything. Thank you, Greg. That that means a lot too. Uh, Greg's a really nice man out of Georgia who uh, who really enjoys our stuff, and he's a lot like the Speranzas and Chuck Shaw. I could I could name I could name names over and over and over again of consumers that I've made friends with that really believe in our passion and and have gotten us really see it firsthand. Uh, on what we do and how caring our, our workers are. My dad did a great job at that, Matt. Uh, prior to my dad passing away in 2004, um, he'd always tell people, every time these guys come in and visit, we have thousands of people visit our facility every year. Remember, those are the guys that put food on our table. And I'm not gonna tell you what happens because I want you to come down to the facility, but the rollers greet each and every single person that walks in that factory floor and thanks them for their patronage and also for for their support of our brands and it's it's really touching when the consumers see that and again it's no bs they they feel that way because they were taught that these are the people that put food on our table and i've had rollers go up to salesmen and say thank you for for feeding our families for you selling those cigars and i've seen salesmen get choked up and everything and really get to see the realm of what life is really about. It's not just about making a buck, but it's 
all the employment that you put in there from people selling food and kiosk at our facilities because we have thousands of workers and seeing how important and how many how many how many mouths we feed and how many mouths you feed at our facilities in Nicaragua by by their loyalty of our brands and listen we don't really advertise much um, really I built this business together with my team by shoe leather uh, just going out there meeting the consumers and I said to myself if I could meet the consumers and our team can meet our consumers and show them what we do and, and explain to them our pride and passion, whether it be on our YouTube channel or visiting them face to face, that would take more than anything in some full page advertising with a cognac glass together with something that gets run like it just gets muddled in my opinion. So uh, I love doing these types of, of shows because the consumers get to hear me, get to see it. And you guys always ask really good questions. And I love that the consumers go out and, and ask questions. And I, I love answering their questions. I love to teach. It's one of the great things that you go by YouTube from learning how to cut and light a cigar to how not getting sick to smoking a cigar. I think that's, I think those are all important things because I want people to really enjoy the cigars and I want them to get a hundred percent of their money's worth and what they, what they do and in, in, in buying the cigars. So that's important to me. Yeah, you know, it's Absolutely. funny. You, you touch on the uh, education part of it. I, I, I'll never forget. It was, it was years ago. It was one of, I think it was like one of the first times I met you. It was at Two Guys Smoke Shop, and you were doing an event. And maybe it was, I don't know what it was. It was an event. I can't remember if, if something was coming out or something, but I remember I met you the first time. We had a conversation, and I was cutting a cigar, and I think, I think someone, I think someone had told me to ask you, like, hey, like Nick, how do you cut a cigar? Because someone said, like, I know you, I know you know how to cut a cigar, but ask Nick. You should ask Nick these like basic questions. And I was like, okay. And I remember I asked you, and I'll never forget when I asked you about cutting a cigar. And I had just cut my cigar, you know, whatever, just a little off the top, but you know, it wasn't until I actually had the conversation with you, and you were like, you know, when you cut a cigar, you know, you cut the cap. You know, you shouldn't have too many crumbs. If you've got if you've got crumbs, you've gone too far. You really only just you almost want to just scalp that cigar, really, just cut the cap off, and that stuck with me. And now, when I cut a cigar, I mean, I take the extra second. I make sure it's 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 right in the right spot. I want it, and I give it this nice clean cut, and it's perfect every time. And it's because I always think back to that. It's it's funny, like you talk so much about tobacco, making cigars, and all this other stuff, but even something so simple like how to cut a cigar, I mean. That shit's invaluable. I mean, I, I, I've, I've kept that with me the whole time now. And now every time I cut a cigar, I think back to my conversation with Nick. Like, you know, just cutting it just just enough, not too much. You don't need to cut a lot off your cigar. Just enough to open it up, and that's it. And uh, it, it's, it really is. It's You can't put a price on that. And it's just the little skills you learn. And uh, so I think what you guys are doing with your educational pieces and your YouTube channel, it's great. I mean, it, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and thank you. And I just want people, like I said earlier, really enjoy the cigar. If you shave that cap off and a cigar doesn't draw, that cigar is never going to draw how deep, no matter how deep you cut that cigar. But for us, the cap is aesthetics. We draw test every single cigar we make. I think everybody should. I mean, that guarantees that the cigar is going to draw. Even though the, the, the cigar rollers that work for us, they don't even change sizes. That's how perfect we want the cigars. What we do is we actually raise their pay scale every year. So a guy who makes a Corona Grande or who makes a, 
a five by 38, he can make equivalent to a Churchill or a torpedo in due time. And uh, you shouldn't punish that guy by giving him a bigger size where he loses control and starts making cigars that could be inferior. I'd rather them, if they're experts at what they make, to continue making that size and reward that employee for his good work every year. And he feels better about it too because he has control of that size. And if he does it every day, practice always makes permanent. And he's permanently going to always make a great cigar. And I tell you, we got guys, the average guy in our factory makes about 113,000 cigars a year. You might not believe this, but we have A, B rollers. We don't really have C rollers. Yeah, that just can't work for us. But the average roller gets about eight to nine cigars kicked out in a 365-day year. It's literally less than eight-tenths of, wow, eight-hundredths of one percent. But what I don't want is I don't want one of those cigars going into a box. I don't, because a cigar that doesn't draw should not be in a box. It shouldn't be in a bundle. It shouldn't be a second. To me, a second is a color variation of a flaw of a wrapper, but a cigar must draw. And I know that, at least to me, and I'm sure to the smokers out there, nothing is more bothersome than a cigar that doesn't draw. Oh, and uh, I'm, so res- I'm wrestled about that. Yeah, it really is. I, 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 I've, I've kind of become, I, I, I don't like to describe myself this way, but it's the only way I know how I've become like a draw snob. Like if I got a cigar and it's tight, I'm like, ah, it's, it's, uh, like, I feel like it's all ruined. It's ruined. I'm you like, should I just, be a dra- you should next. be a draw snob. It's <laughs> like when I smoke a cigar, I really like to smoke in a really not windy place. Like I'm on the beach. Right. And we just had a rainstorm. So I'm quite high up in the air and the winds are blowing here like 20 knots. And I really want to use this lighter, but it's so windy to use a great lighter like this line too. But you shouldn't have a bunch of wind. You should really, you know, a lot of the times to enjoy a cigar too is not only the company you're with, but also the conditions that you're that you're here with too. So um, it's nice to be able to, to smoke these cigars together with, with you guys and everybody in the audience because, you know, reality... I, a lot of the, a lot of the people in the audience have been have been strong supporters of our brand. You know, it was like I was talking to my son. These guys are like family in, in a lot of instances to you because you know them so much, and they always talk about your family. How's your granddaughter Stella? How's your you know your other granddaughter Lucy? My son just had a baby, three months. So I'm I'm really I'm really enjoying life. Well, I think we're we're a very blessed family, and um, you know God always has has a way to always. To, get things going forward each and every time but uh i'm in a very good place and um i'm really happy that the consumers really enjoy our cigars i think that's what i mostly work for today i've sold lots of cigars in my life i just i love the letters i love the emails i love the texts and you know just people telling me their experiences i i collect every handmade every handwritten letter that's been given to me from my inception i have literally thousands of letters and drawers and I periodically look at them and I apologize to people who write out there. If I don't get back to you, sometimes you don't leave a number to write back or stuff, but I try my best, but thankfully we, we get lots of them and uh, it's really a blessing. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, Nick, I actually had only kind of one more question about this, uh, this 30th. I know you, you love to try to make these anniversary cigars accessible and kind of core line um, 
are you expecting only a limited amount to be hitting the market, like as you mentioned in November? Um, and is that going to continue? Is it like, oh, only 30,000, you know, only 10,000, um, you know, for accessibility wise for people out there? Because I know sometimes consumers, they get worried like, oh, I have to get this cigar like right away because I'm never going to get it again. But I know you really try your best to make sure it's accessible for everyone, obviously, at the price point, as well as distribution and even just quantity it being available on the market. You know, one of the things I've heard many times from retailers is, you know, Perdomo is almost never backordered, right? If anything, we're there, you're always fulfilling and they're always on time. So uh, with this 30th, it being so special, so aged, uh, is there going to be a limited production on this or are we expecting a pretty, pretty hefty amount to hit the market? It's going to be a limited. It's going to be a limited product with a limited amount of retailers are having because we want to make sure that the retailers that have honored us by being 30th anniversary appointed merchants are going to be able to get those cigars at will, where they're going to be able to sell them to their consumers. Nothing's more frustrating for a retailer to get a box of cigars that someone enjoys and then doesn't get them for three to six months. I think it's unfair to the retailer. I think it's unfair to the consumer. I think that if you like something, you should be able to buy it. I've never gone into a restaurant that I like and they said, we don't serve this because we only get it once every six months. I've never understood that. So I've never come out with a brand that whether it was limited in numbers or limited in the amount of cigar retailers that had it, I always wanted to make sure that those retailers that have the brand would always be able to funnel it because my job is to make sure that they can pay their directs and indirects and their rents. And my job is also to satisfy those consumers that go into those cigar stores and buy those cigars and nothing's more frustrating and people forget it after a while. You know what? If I can't get something, I give up very quickly and I go to something else because my life is way too short to be sitting there playing games and saying, I can't get this and I can't get that. Initially, you know, the, the grab of, you know, exclusivity and not getting this and not getting that was, was kind of cool. But to me, um, what's more is, is being exclusive to be able to get what I want. And when I buy it, if I see a beautiful shirt on the rack and they don't have my size, and they tell me to come back next week, the chances of me coming back next week are slim to none. I'll find another white shirt at some other store is what, is what I'll do. I think the consumer's got to be satisfied and the retailer's got to be satisfied, like I said earlier. And you got to be able to drive those cigars. So if someone enjoys that, they know that they can go each and every time to whatever store they go to in the United States or in Europe or wherever they buy their cigars and be able to enjoy those cigars. Believe me, if there's a back order on a Pernomo cigar, it's because the retailer didn't order it. Or he waited too long to order it. It's certainly not from the facility. Our fulfillment is about 99.68% complete. And I'm proud of that. Um, Listen, we're, we're trying, we're, we're having a, a record month this month and uh, we're working Saturday to make sure that we can get all the cigars out by the end of the month. And you know who's gonna be there on Saturday? My son, Nelson Cuba, our whole team in Miami, our accounting team so they can, they can invoice to make sure the consumers are getting those cigars. And I'm proud of that. My wife will be there and we're gonna make sure that we're going to get there. I even have a friend of mine from Pittsburgh, who's going to help us this Saturday and make sure that we can we can get this is this is the type of people that, that we associate ourselves with, and we want to make sure that our consumers get those cigars, and we want to make sure our retailers get those cigars. 
Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm resolute about that too. Absolutely. Just, you know, again, another great example of the dedication that you guys have uh, to everything you do, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, Nick, we do have to take a quick break. We have to cover our news segment um, on the show tonight. Our news segment is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can check out um, all of their products, and you can find, actually, I believe at the, yeah, at the number two guys, cigars.com as well. Uh, Dave's getting a lot of airtime tonight, and he's not even on the show, which is great. Um, if you, but if you head over to number two guys, cigars.com today, you can actually pick up the new McAuliffe Black. Uh, the McAuliffe Black Toro was rated 91 on smokingtobacco.com, so check that out. McAuliffe Black, it's a blackout. Um, CLE announced today that they're going to be releasing the Aroa CBT 51 for Christian Aroa's 51st birthday. The CLE Cigar Company will release the CBT 51 in what will be limited in distribution. This blend is in celebration of Christian Aroa's 51st birthday. This cigar made its debut during a 300-person event celebrating his birthday during the PCA 2023 show on July 9th. The celebration took place at 8 Lounge at Resorts World in Las Vegas. We were there. Uh, the Aroa CBT was first introduced to the market in 2014. CBT stands for Kappa Banda Tripa Maduro, which translates to Wrapper Binder Filler Triple Maduro. The Aroa CBT 51 is a uniquely sized 50 by 10. It, that's a big cigar. It is, uh, it is smooth and ultra-rich with hearty charred notes of wood pepper espresso and a long, bold, meaty finish. Um, I don't believe we have a release date on this, but it will retail for $30.40 per cigar, and they come in boxes of nine. If you head over to SmokingTobacco.com today, you can read more and check out pictures of what it looks like. It is a pretty interesting cigar, uh, quite a long cigar. That's, that's a big cigar. Um, Nick, I know, Very you know, long. speaking of larger ring gauges and Vitolas in general, uh, you guys have the Immenso. Um, which I know that you said was mostly just because the consumers just really wanted a, a big ring gauge, so you, you had to had to do it. But I don't know. Have you, what's the longest cigar that you guys have ever made? Well, we made a standard A size, that, you know, the standard A size from Cuba, which was a, a nine and a quarter by forty-seven. That was the longest cigar I ever made. The seventy ring gauge. I actually started that cigar in nineteen ninety-six, and. Um, People were asking me for a really big cigar. It's nothing that, that I necessarily smoke much, to be quite honest with you. But you have to work for your consumer. And uh, Amenso is a huge brand for us. And we never watered that brand down. It's got Seco, Visa, Lijero, great binders and great wrappers. And it's a cigar that's a very low margin product for us because we price it very good. It's, it retails between 7 and $8 for a 70 ring gauge cigar. And um, it's a, a large cigar. It, takes about 92 pounds of filler to make a thousand of the seven by 70 but um you got to work for your consumers and um it's certainly more profitable for me to make smaller cigars than larger cigars unless i'm charging 30 dollars or 40 dollars just prices before charging but um to make a cigar like that and retail for seven and eight dollars I think the consumer's getting a lot of bang for their buck just like i think that somebody who pays 12 dollars for this particular cigar with 15-year-old filler binder and wrappers getting a tremendous amount of bang for his buck. And you know what it guarantees us? It guarantees us that those cigars will sell. And I really believe that a quick nickel is a lot better than a slow dime. I'm proud that we ate the S-chip tax in 2008. And, 
you know, we still do, you know, 15, 16 years later. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of, of what our company did. And I think the consumers out there, they're, they're cognizant about it and they appreciate it and they're loyal to us. And um, so instead of spending an advertising in a magazine, maybe I can use that to better the, the experience for the consumer at the retailer. And I think that's a big win-win for, for both of us, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I remember that story, too. Um, I think it was David Garofalo originally, because I wasn't smoking at the time when S-Chip went in, so uh, I relied on his historical reference uh, to educate me. But I remember him telling me that story about how you made the decision, like, you know what, I'm actually going to eat that, and I'm going to lower the prices. Um, and you actually sold more cigars. You lowered, you ate the S-Chip tax, and you sold more cigars, which is... Not only did we sell more cigars, we, we had to sell 22% more cigars just to break even. I remember our bean counters talking, and the guy who was really prevalent about that was not only our team in Miami, but was my vice president, Arthur Kemper, and said, this is the right thing to do. And we're blessed that we're a debt-free company, so we don't have to pay interest to the banks and so on and put it on the backs of our consumers. And what we've done is we've been good stewards of our money, and we've passed those savings on to our to our customers, not only did we eat the S-Chip tax, we took two of our most popular brands at that time, which was um, a Perdomo Champagne, Perdomo Reserve Potential Champagne, and the Lot 23. And we actually dropped the prices to four years previous, the 2004 pricing during that time. And uh, I think the consumers thanked us. You see the expansion and the walls of Perdomo and, and the best retail stores around the, around America who are actually, you know, um, merchandising the products right, which makes it much easier for the consumer to buy, just like we see in every other uh, industry, and, and really using the square inch and getting a tremendous amount of bang for their buck uh, for them selling the product and the consumer at the same time getting the same amount of bang for his buck and consuming and buying the product. So... Um, that makes me happy. And you know what? We're doing okay. And we don't we don't have to do some of these things, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, I mean, you found a system that works for you. I mean, you know, why, you know, don't, you know, why fix something that's not broken, right? You know? Exactly. Um, yeah. And if it works for you and, and your business is good, all the power to you, right? You know, you made it this far. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you you got to be there for, you know, you got to keep this company alive so we can see the Perdomo 40th and... 50th and so on and so forth and um and 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 well, I have, well, I have faith well the, we'll the younger the younger guys like arthur and 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 nicholas are going to take us on to those years there the old man might be uh i'll come into the office but by those times we'll, we'll see what's happening if god gives me the the health and and keeps me alive I'd, I'd, I'd be so proud to see that too but uh i i definitely want to leave the ship in the right direction for the next generation for the company. You know, I bought a set of Michelin tires a couple of years ago. Mr. Michelin has been dead a long time and those tires are still as strong as, as possible. And that's the mark of a good CEO who leaves a company or leaves a boat and the ship facing the right direction. And that's my job right now is to make us running in the right cruise and right in the right direction. And I promise that I'm going to work my hardest to, to give you guys the very best each and every time, and our team is going to do the same thing. I was trying to get caught up on some of these comments here, and I think I'm almost there. But we, we had a question back here. And I'm going to yeah. see, if I, see if I can go back and find it. 
I apologize. It was a little bit further back, but I, I didn't want to just abruptly change. Uh, I believe someone was asking about lot 826. If that is... I'm sorry. Uh, slow AJ 26. Yeah, there yeah that, a... that's a brand we make. That's that's a brand we make for Cigars International. We've been making that brand for decades for them. It's a private label we've making since Keith Meyer owned that company privately. And um, that's a really nice brand. It's a, a more of a mild offering that we, we sell to them. It's still got the great Perdomo quality, but it's it's a different type of cigar. Uh, Slow Age 826 is a, is a different type of cigar. When Keith wanted to come up with that brand, he always said, boy, you slow age all your cigars. I've never seen aging periods like you do with your tobacco, whether it be curing, fermentation, aging in bales, or making cigars and putting them away for so many months. You really slow age these tobaccos. So his address in his original store was 826 something, and it's in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So he said, I want to come out with a brand called Slow Age 826, and I want you to make it because I know how you age these tobaccos, and I want our consumers at CI especially at that time where they were in their infancy to be able to enjoy a great cigar and your price points are always sharp. And we think that we can be profitable and at the same token, the consumers will be able to enjoy it. And lo and behold, two decades later, that brand is still out. So I hope I answered the, uh, the, the question, but it's got, it's got quite a bit of a history with it. And now the, the company that's, that's owned the company for, for the last nine or 10 years has continued with them because it's a brand that's really strong in their portfolio. You know, another brand, you know, you talk about private labels, and I feel like when people think about Perdomo, they don't even think that you would make private labels or, or cigars for the people, but you do. Uh, one of which, um, the Garofalo line that you, you make for, uh, with actually in the United Cigar Portfolio, um, which I know also, I think that ranked pretty highly in Cigar Journal's list this past year, if I'm not mistaken. Was that in the top 10? Um, yes. Yeah, I mean that's that's another great cigar out there, and you, you know, it's not a Perdomo branded cigar, uh, but it's made by Perdomo. It's a great cigar, great line, um, and I think that if you haven't had it, you should definitely check that out. That's uh, that's definitely another one that I, I thought was worth mentioning tonight. Since you that, brought that that's up, that's a brand. <laughs> yeah, that's a brand that's mind-boggling to me that every retailer in North America doesn't carry that cigar. Sure, it was started by a retailer like. A lot of brands have been started by a retailer, but a retailer that really cares and honored, gave us the honor of, of making a brand utilizing his last name. Nothing is more important than the honor of your last name. And if you guys know David Garofalo, he wanted the best. And not only did he want the best in, in the flavor characteristics that he wanted, he wanted to put his last name on it. And he went so far so that he even had the packaging done by, by our guys in Holland. And that's the only private label brand that we make. And we don't make many. We make them for the big catalog companies because we want to tame them to protect price points. But we do it only for two retailers in America. And David was one who really was on top of that brand and wanted that brand to have the taste characteristics that he wanted. And he certainly has a tremendous amount of experience. He's been in this industry. For, he's going to think he's celebrating his 38th year yeah. in the industry and anybody who knows him knows that he really cares and that would be a great addition to uh to anybody's portfolio in any humidor around the world and it's uh it's a phenomenal cigar it uses the very best connecticut shade wrappers number ones top 
top flight sun-grown wrappers and, and the very best that we have in Maduro. And those tobaccos were really blended for what he wanted and what he thought consumers wanted around there. And it's one of the brands that we're most proud of. And uh, it has a tremendous amount of history because it has, in my opinion, the best retailer in all of America who has his name on it and a guy who really cares about his consumers and cares about the retail community. I remember during the boom, a lot of people in New England, if they're honest, will tell you that they stayed in business because of David Garofalo, who funded and sent them cigars during the most treacherous times in our industry when you couldn't get cigars. But unfortunately, some people have short memories, and it honestly is mind-boggling to me that that's not in 2,000 cigar stores around the country. And if any retailers are listening to them, they should have that brand because it's phenomenal. And that's a brand that you hand-select and you sell it because it was hand-selected and it was made with a lot of love and a lot of passion and a tremendous amount of pride. It should be everywhere. And if people haven't tried Garofalo, you're really shortchanging yourself. It's a wonderful cigar at another incredible price point. David uh, took a haircut on that because he was proud of his name. Not a haircut in quality. He took a haircut in volume where he could have been a pig, and he didn't because hogs get slaughtered. He wanted that brand to be out there, and it's a winner. I promise you that. Believe me, I make it. I know what's every leaf that's put in that brand, and it's top-shelf quality stuff at price points that you can charge double for what that cigar retails for. Yeah, I mean, for those who haven't had it, check it out, or... If you're a retailer who's listening to the show, uh, contact uh, contact uh, Dan and Oliver at United Cigar. And if you're not a United Cigar retailer, you should definitely become one. And then you can get Garofalo cigars. So uh, definitely get on that if you, if you don't have it. Um, well, Nick, you know, I have to say, I think we covered, uh, in, unless I missed anything, which please, please let me know because I want to make sure we got all of it. But in terms of the 30th, I think we covered everything on here. Um with this cigar and uh one thing to be covered i think you said you were only going to open this up to 75 retailers at launch versus and normally you guys have like what five thousand cut like retail accounts that you normally ship to but this is only going to be the 75 in in total and these are 75 of not necessarily the biggest stores but stores that sell cigars the old-fashioned way where they hand select they hand sell cigars when you go into a cigar store, it's not, if you need something, give me a call. They have really great store clerks and managers that work in that store. They try to produce the very best customer service and try to hand select and hand sell each consumer because they believe in the product. And that's, those are the stores that Nicholas and Arthur really decided on having them. And we'll try to expand that throughout 2023 and 2024. But right now, these are the guys that we really believe that have a passion to sell such a special cigar like that. And um, the first launch will be November 16th. Uh, we'll be at, at, at one of the two guys' stores. We'll be doing a, an evening at the store in Nashua at their new Anchor uh, Cigar Lounge, which is beautiful. And we're going to be doing Q&As and stuff, and people will be able to buy the products firsthand. On the 17th, I believe we'll be in Salem, New Hampshire, at David's uh, big store in Salem. We'll be doing that event, I think, from 10 to 5. And then Saturday, I believe we're going to be in Seabrook. If David's on the show, maybe he can help out. I, I got cigar stores floating around my head, but I believe that's the thing. So we'll be doing all day, all, all day Thursday after I land. I think I land at 11 o'clock. 
I'm going directly to one of his stores. I believe it's going to be Nashua. And, uh, and then it's we'll probably be, Nashua. We'll it's probably Nashua, Seabrook, then Salem, because I'm going to assume that you're going to be on the Cigar Authority on Saturday. So it's, Salem's probably Saturday. I am. Saturday. So, <laughs> so that's probably. That's prob- but we'll be in all three of his stores. And we'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be showcasing the new 30th. Um, we will have the first lighter from the DuPont line, which will actually be probably giving away. It's a $3,000 lighter. It's beautiful. And uh, it's all hand lacquered and it'll be numbered. And uh, a lucky consumer will be able to, to win that lighter. Um, might even do some, might even have some fun. Maybe we'll, we'll raffle it off for charity maybe something to that effect for somebody who, who, who does a, a good buy-in, uh, something we could do maybe to help some kids out. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it, but it'll be a special event. I don't care where you live in the United States. Uh, try to come out to that event. If anybody knows Dave, he does just incredible events. And uh, that, that'll be the first day. My son and I are personally going to fly up there, and we'll be doing all three events together with our great sales rep, Roy Kirby, out there. And uh, I, I can't go without saying – what a great sales team we have all across the country. I see Tim Time on the, on the line and, and a lot of our guys that are that are actually listening to. Thank you for that. And uh, we do. We just have we just have a great team that really cares about our consumers and our retailers. And um, I'd be glad to answer any question that anybody has out there if you got some questions. And I have. I, I studied I... that book. I, I studied that book, Tobacco for Dummies, last night. So I, I think I got it down. So <laughs> whatever questions you got, I'm there. <laughs> Like, do you, do you really need that at this point? <laughs> no, that's a, a joke. If I, if I, if, if I, I'm learning every day, Matt, to be honest with you. Right. Um, you know, but after 30 years, if I, if I don't got this down pretty good by now, man, I should shoot myself because <laughs> I'm in, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it every day and, uh, I love it more today than I ever have. So it's, it's a lot of fun and it's nice seeing, uh, you know, Arthur and Nicholas and, and, and all my guys, Ralph, out there as the sales team, all my, my in-house team in Miami, they just do just a wonderful job. And they just have the same passion I have. And it just makes you so proud of the people that you have, you know. We do have a couple of questions. Um, sure. We'll start with Frank first. Nick, what's your favorite size to smoke, and does it change with any of your line of cigars? Because I can smoke cigars at my leisure, my favorite cigar probably smoking size is the Torpedo. I think we make the best Torpedo in the industry. Sarah Gonzalez, our factory manager, worked at H. Upman from 1965 to 1983, and all she made was the Monte Cristo number two. There hasn't been a real good one since probably 1965, but that's what she made, and she taught our people in Miami and Nicaragua how to make that artillery shell head and do it so perfectly, and you can just nip that thing right at the end. It draws like just perfectly. And what I like about it, when you put it in your mouth, it starts off almost like in a 46 ring gauge, kind of like a, a punch punch size. And you get all that flavor from that 54 or 52 ring gauge, depending on the torpedo we make. I think that would be my number one. And my second favorite size always goes between seven by 54 Churchill and a six by 54 Epicure. And I've not, I've lately, I've been smoking a lot of our Super Toros or Gordos, our 6x60. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. And I have time to be able to do it, too. So I'm blessed that I can be able to do that. It's nice that where you can smoke in your office. And a lot of times I sit behind that computer and a lot of thought gets in there because the cigars relax me. 
and I enjoy them whether I'm test smoking something for the future or just enjoying something while I'm working. So I would say those are the sizes are my favorite. And they do change because cigars are supposed to be complex and they're supposed to change and evolve as you smoke. And that has to do with the construction and building that cigar from using the tips of those tobaccos from the beginning to evolve them all the way to the tails where you're just about to burn your mustache. Those cigars are supposed to evolve because of the sun exposure, the leaves, the thickness of the leaves, and so on, the natural sugars, resins, the starches, and how you age, ferment, and cure that tobacco correctly. And the blender and the blending team not only has to have a taste, but they also have to know the complexities of all those different tobaccos, whether they're from the Jalapa Valley where they're more aromatic and sweet and they smell like honey or wheat bread when you smell them, or tobaccos that are really powerful, that are, that are high in concentrations of sugars and, and starches and carbohydrates like tobaccos and, and Esteli. So you have to know how to, to work with those tobaccos and how to make them into one, no different than a great chef who knows exactly how much salt and pepper and garlic and basil he's gonna put in that sauce and, and so on. So um, that's something that, that I've been doing for over 31 years but I'm still learning every day because I'm blessed that I have a, I have a, a, a smoking team and our panel has over 375 years of experience. So don't think for a day, none of us are learning every single day about proper blending and dosages and making those cigars rock solid each and every one. So they're consistent. So you guys can enjoy them every time. You know, it's funny. One of the things I, I grabbed the, uh, the Maduro, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to light up the Maduro now. And yeah. as I was lighting my cigar, I, I actually remembered another thing that I learned from you, which I think I should share with everyone because I think it's great. And you can even jump in on this, please. Uh, but when you're lighting a cigar, I learned this from you years ago. A lot of people make the mistake of when they get their lighter and they kind of go straight into the cigar and they get up real close and they get it real hot. And what you actually really want to do uh, when you're lighting your cigar, is to actually light it on an angle. Uh, and don't get so close to it. I mean, look at that long flame that I have here. You don't want to be down here. I mean, you want to be kind of back here. You want to lightly toast it, and you just want to get it to catch. But you also want to be on an angle. And I remember you, you explained, and you have to kind of refresh my memory on this too, but sure. um, I remember you telling me, like, you never want to, you never want to just burn straight in. You always want to be kind of at an angle so you're not shooting the flame directly into the filler right in the middle and you also you you just want to toast it just so you can kind of cinch the wrapper to the binder as you light the cigar the flame so that you don't the flame that you don't see above the flame is the hottest part of the flame and we say we're going to light our cigar we're not saying we're going to char or weld our cigar i always ask people are you a welder and they'll say no and i'll say well it looks like you're welding a cigar when we make the cigars the tips of the tobacco have the most flavor because they have the most sun exposure. So when we break the leaf and fortify the blend, what do we do with the tips? We put them about a half inch behind the thumb because that's where the tuck cutter is going to cut the cigar to its dimension. And what we want is when you light that cigar, we want you to taste the full flavor impact of how we wanted that cigar to taste and how we came up with the blend of that particular cigar. So for example, it's windy, so I don't use this great lighter, but if you look at this light that I have here, I don't know if you can see it. I'm, I'm yep. underneath it. You see it? 
the flame is actually about a centimeter and a half below the actual cigar. I'm actually lighting the cigar from the heat of the lighter, not the actual flame of the lighter, because I don't want to char that tobacco, because if I char that tobacco, I'm building carbon. And what that does is it gives it a foul taste. And if you do it the way you just said, and the way I just said, the consumer's going to enjoy that cigar a lot more. I don't care if you've been smoking cigars for four minutes or 40 years. Most people don't like their cigars. They're always in a hurry. And why do we smoke cigars? We smoke cigars to relax, to enjoy, to take our time. A lot of people are sitting here and they're, they're smoking their cigars and listening to us. They're relaxing. And that's what I want them to do, whether they're drinking a spirit or whether they're drinking a cup of coffee. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. I want them to enjoy the cigar. And it's called lighting a cigar. It's not about charring and, and destroying a cigar. You know what I mean? So it's important that you light and cut the cigar correctly. And I, I got a YouTube channel, Perdomo Cigars, that'll show you everything about that. You know what I mean? We've had a couple of questions about... Um, thank you for explaining that too, Nick. We've had a couple of questions about... Uh, Vince asks, how do I find a retail enemy? Uh, Cliff asks, is there a list of uh, stores for the release? Uh, and then someone else asks, are there any retailers in Southern California? Uh, wh where can people find out who's going to have the 30th anniversary? Next week, we're going to have a list on the 30th on our website. We're hoping to have it by either the end of next week or the week after. We have the list. It just has to be inputted by the people that do our website. And uh, we'll, we'll have them. But I, I will guarantee that the 75 stores that have them, um, you'll, you're going to love the stores if you haven't been in them. They're, they're excellent retailers. And, um, but we haven't pinpointed in different states some states only have one retailer some states have none but most of the retailers that have them will be able to ship them to you a lot of our brick and mortar stores now are shipping direct for example two guys uh, there's quite a few of them that'll that'll ship directly to where you are because there's a lot of people that live in states and i i've hear it all the time that say you know i got to drive 50 miles to a retail store there's no retailer in my town so they'll be able to get them and they'll be able to have them shipped directly to their front doorstep which is a pretty good thing yeah that's awesome. You know. uh, Eric Padrone asks, Nick, have you picked out a pairing yet for the 30th? Any great bourbon will pair well with any of the sun-grown and Maduro wrappers. Any single malt scotches will pair well with all three wrappers. If you like a light floral type of single malt scotch, for example, like a Glenlivet, it'll work great with the Connecticut. Because that Connecticut... Is not your your father's Connecticut. These are well-aged Connecticut's. They have a creaminess to them. <laughs> and when we pair things, we want them to have a ping-pong effect. Well, what I mean by that is I don't want the whiskey to overpower the cigar, and I don't want the cigar to overpower it. So I want them to be able to enjoy the drink together. Good coffees will work well with all three wrappers also on the 30th. Great red wines, if you like big red cabs or if you like big red zins will pair well with all three wrappers. And then what you got to do is you got to, you got to investigate and see what your palate likes. Everybody's different. I always say this, this example is the truth. I like bone in ribeyes. I think most people do. I was in Chicago several years ago at a place called the Erie and the Erie grow their own. They have their own cattle. They dry age all their meat. And what you do is you do this. I want two inch, three inch. And they saw that, that ribeye for you and the waiter said we have a special today and i said what is that and he said we have liver and onions well i'll be honest with you guys i'd rather eat my arm than eat liver and onions but those three retailers 
ordered liver and onions. And I learned something from that. I learned that taste is subjective and everybody likes something different. <laughs> Honestly, I don't make anything that tastes like liver and onions, thank God. But I got <laughs> something <clears throat> that I think you'll enjoy. And I think that I have something that'll hit your flavor characteristics, whether you want to drink iced tea with your cigar, a coffee with your cigar, or a, a, a great bourbon or scotch with your cigar. And you know what's great when you're smoking? When you're smoking in great company and you're smoking with somebody. So normally who I smoke with in my balcony is this person right over here. She come no, 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 no. Come on, you don't care about your hair. Come over here. You gotta say my wife is here, Janine. Oh Janine's there. She, oh yay. Janine's there. She's been she's been sitting in the front. She doesn't have her hair. She's been watching the grandchildren. So she's been sitting out here and um We've had a we've had a day of days today, but that'll be talked about another time. But well, uh, we we were watching our granddaughter today, and uh, it's nice. We're relaxing a little bit and smoking a cigar and enjoying being here on the show. Absolutely, it's always it's always a great time to see you guys. It's you know, you, I remember the last, I think the first two times you came on the show, you had the whole family there. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I smoke with my son. I spoke with my son-in-law. Um, their wives come out and hang with us. Um, and it's great to be with the family. I smoke with a lot of friends. Nelson Cuba comes over. Um, a, a lot of buddies of mine come over to the, to the place and, and, and smoke cigars. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, uh, Mike Piazza comes over a lot. He lives in my town. We smoke cigars together and, uh, it's great to be, I like to be able to sit around with a bunch of people and, 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 and enjoy cigars, whether it be ladies or, or men, uh, they, they, they love it, and I love it, and it's our passion. And and uh, I've really never smoked a bad cigar in, in, in great company, and uh, uh, it, it, it's one of the greatest things is to be able to smoke with great people and just have some great conversation and talk about the world and talk about our families and so on and so on. It's nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's what it's all about, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. the best cigar you smoke is, you know, with the people you enjoy it with, right? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I smoke alone. Everyone smokes alone at some point. It's, it's kind of, for everyone on the show here, it's kind of part of the game. <laughs> but uh, I definitely have more fun when I can smoke with my wife or my friends or whatever. Sure. Uh, it, sure. It just there's something about it. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, we could just be sitting out on the driveway. It, it, you know, if we're all having a cigar and hanging out, it, that's that's one of the best things to me. Um that I could do. I mean, I could smoke here by myself, smoke through stuff I got to do for, you know, the website, the blog and stuff like that. And that's cool, but it's better when you can smoke with people. And I a hundred percent agree with that. So, um, absolutely, very, very special, but Nick, you know, I, I, I think we're, we're getting towards the end of the show here. We're, we're definitely longer than I promised you to. So hope I'm not oh, keeping no you problem. too late. <laughs> I, 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 thank God I got time. I, I love listening to the consumers and I love to answer their questions. So it's not a problem. I made the time out to be able to do it, and I'm happy I could do it. Absolutely. It's also nice seeing young guys like Mitchell here and, and younger people that are, that are enjoying uh, cigars. I, I just did a thing at the trade show, uh, Sisters of the Leaf, seeing women now that are getting more and more active in smoking cigars. We need that, and it's, it's a great thing. And people, I mean, it's some of the be best, best times of your life is being able to sit down and enjoy a cigar with people. And a lot of times if I smoke a cigar like you do, Matt, by yourself sometimes, that's where I come up with some of my best ideas, too, because cigar smoking to me is, is such a relaxing thing, and uh, I think it drops my blood pressure. So uh, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 
I agree. And, and the times you do smoke alone is, you know, at least for me, yeah, it, you clear out your head, you come up with ideas, or you, you figure some shit out. You know, it's you know, it's it's a good time. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's we're we're about an hour and almost an hour and forty five. This has been a long show, but it's been a great show. It's been a great show. Um, but we're gonna wrap it up here, Nick. First of all, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being here as always. You've always been good to us. I just want to thank you. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. The Mitchell, nice to meet you. I'd like to thank everybody who was out there listening tonight. I want to thank them. Um, I really enjoy this very much. Um, and I love seeing, you know, seeing young guys in the industry doing these podcasts on Friday. I'll be on Cigar Dojo, and I know a lot of you guys all get along. And this information that you give the consumers is really valuable, and I think they enjoy it, and I really enjoy it. And uh, I just wish everybody a great night, and I want to thank every one of them for, for hearing me, and, and I hope they enjoyed the show as much as I did. Yeah, absolutely, and I just want to thank all the people listening and watching as well. Um, thank you for being here. We've got a lot of people here tonight. Very excited Great to see audience. everybody. Yeah, thank you to Great the audience. Um, if if you know if you're new to the channel, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also on our on our regular podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. You guys know them all. Whatever you listen to podcasts on, we're on there. Don't forget to find us and like and subscribe, um, because it's always exciting to to see you guys all. You know here listening and watching and commenting along it's we love having you guys here it's what makes it more fun right um and don't forget to visit smokingtobacco.com you can also find the link in the in the uh description of the whatever the bio um if you need it it's in there i also pinned uh just for those who are curious i did pin the link uh on all the feeds in the comment section um to the uh, our pca coverage of perdomo which will have more in-depth coverage and photos and information as well as the link to our interview with nick in the booth at the trade show um where we pretty much covered mostly the the, the 30th anniversary so if you need more information you can go there read all about it as well as all of our other pca 2023 coverage uh we saw a lot of good people out there so it's always exciting and we're continuing to roll that out uh there'll be more and more posts as the days go on um other than that, Spare Notes will return this Saturday night with me and William Cooper, as, as always, as we continue our PCA coverage chatter uh, from last time. Coop wasn't on the, the, on the first part of that, but he, he'll, he'll be here for the second one, so that'll be definitely one you don't want to miss as um, we get into a lot. We get Coop's thoughts on a lot of, a lot of things, too, which is always great. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be it. Nick, I want you to stay with us here as we go off the air just for a second. So, um, sure. But, but, guys. And, Matt, know, if, I could, if I could say something, just I want to thank everybody out there for, for all their support. Look, I started a, a business out of a garage, and I'm just very appreciative of all the consumers out there that really support our products and tell others because that's how we built our business. And uh, I'm just touched by, by, their, by them being so, you know, resolute and just just always supporting us it means a lot to, to our family it means a lot to our workforce not only here in the united states but in nicaragua and all around the world and we're very thankful for each and every one of you guys thank you yeah no very well said and you know uh, definitely not as successful as perdomo cigars but you know it's, it's, it's kind of the same for us and you know, we appreciate everyone being here as well watching the show um seeing a lot of great comments i'm glad everyone enjoyed the show um, but yeah, I mean, definitely for you, Nick, I, I, you know, it's funny, I'll, I'll touch on this before we go. 
you were part of the documentary Hand Rolled. And for anyone out there who's listening or watching with us, if you haven't seen Hand Rolled, you can watch it for free on YouTube. Go check it out. Um, but you were part of that. And I remember you talked a lot about, you know, the early days, talking with your dad. And I remember, if I remember correctly, and I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong, you said something about you went to your dad one day and you said, hey, I sold a million cigars. And your dad said, well, I guess you're not that much of a screw up after all. You, you know, you made it, right? And uh, that, that was awesome, you know, to, to hear you know, share those stories. And I remember you talking about, hey, when you, when you first started your business, I mean, you know, you, you still went home to mom and dad's house to eat because you didn't have any money because, you know, you building a business, you put everything you had into it. And, you know, and, and now here you are, 30th anniversary, you know, here. And it's, it's, a, it's a nice success story. And I just want to say, you know, it, it's it's nice to see those stories because I think it gives a lot of other people um, motivation, inspiration, and hope to continue on whatever it is, whether it's making cigars or whatever it is that, that drives them to build something and grow into something even bigger and be successful. And uh, I think, you know, the world needs more people like you to, to show them, like, hey, it can be done. It absolutely can. Believe me, the struggle is real. If I can do it, anybody can do it. But it's really, I got to thank all the people out there. If it wasn't for them, we would have never been able to do it. And all the support they've given us, and including my family and the support they gave us also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's going to be it for our show this week. It, almost two hours. We're going to sign off here. But like I said, don't forget to like and subscribe and head over to smokingtobacco.com for more news, reviews, our PCA 23 coverage, and everything else that we do. And we will see you on Saturday night. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.